got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. We are live this Saturday morning, November the 6th. Happy to be with you live on a glorious midwinter day. It's that cold. It might as well be midwinter. Uh, 23 at our place this morning before we came down. Of course, that was about two hours before sunup, which was about... Hmm. 11 seconds ago. It seems. Um, make sure that you remember that tonight you adjust the clocks. And uh, I could explain to you which direction, but I think I'll just leave that to be the exciting part of your Sunday morning. Uh, hey, did we get that right? Why, why is there no one at church? Why? <laughs> uh, you will figure it out. Uh, there's Lots of ways to remember, and you've got them all, I'm sure. So welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor, flying solo this Saturday morning as uh, Alyssa Young uh, is uh, taking some time with uh, with her family, and uh, particularly Juliana is playing in a soccer tournament today. So we wish uh, Juliana and her team great success, great luck, sadly, if I understand right, Nazareth fell short by one point last night to Emmaus. And uh, I don't know what exactly what the final score was. Nine, 20 to 19. Hey, ouch. Um, well, uh, Alyssa's son, Andrew, is a junior this year. And if I understand right, the JV team went undefeated. So, gosh, uh, if I'm Andrew, I'm looking forward to my senior year and uh, really excited as, as – uh, as he should be, as he should be. So um, congratulations to uh, Nazareth for a really exciting year on the football field, and uh, good luck to Juliana on the soccer pitch. Is that, is that what that's called? Is it pitch? No? Sorry, I'm still with Atlanta winning the World Series. So, uh, Welcome. If you are a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. We're going to give you three different ways that you may join us. Please feel free to use any or all of those methods so that you can get your questions asked and answered, whether they be questions about uh, investments, uh, retirement, uh, whether it's uh, income tax question, 401ks, IRAs, whether it's a, a question about estate planning, uh, kids and grandkids and legacy and beyond, or if it's a question about your business. Uh, we're happy to uh, to help you in any way that our 780 years may be of service. And that's the key. We are here to be of service. So 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900 works very, very well. You get to talk to Mr. Sunshine. That would be Mr. John Elliott. You'll talk to John, then you'll talk to Gene. If you want to talk to Alyssa, you're going to have to email her. I'll give you that in a second. But you're stuck with me today. And for those of you who are going, what? No, Alyssa? Click. <laughs> that was harsh. That was very harsh. Uh, if you do wish to communicate by email, it works very, very nicely. You send those to me, gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, and... Those come directly to my smartphone. Uh, very convenient since that makes one of us that's smart this morning. And, of course, if you want to reach out to Alyssa for any reason, you just send it to her, Alyssa 
A-L-Y-S-S-A at AskMTM.com. And for those of you that are either further afield or you'd like to share our show with someone further afield, someone you care about, perhaps you visited some friends or family over the um, the summer or the fall and you're saying, hey, I want to stay in touch and stay in uh, formed about my financial picture. All you need to do is log on to our website. So if you've got Internet access, you've got our show, more than moneyonline.com, more than moneyonline.com. And uh, hit the listen live button. It appears magically every Saturday morning about 8 o'clock. Disappears right around 10 o'clock because that's when our show uh, ends, or at least our live version ends. And uh, we welcome your uh, participation. If you're listening, um, gosh, wherever you may be and you've got a question, just hit the uh, ask Gene button and that will get your email sent directly to me or call 610-720-7900. That works uh, very well indeed. It is a uh, clear, crisp uh, morning out there. Don't have a clue what's going on, but as I was entering the uh, the, the uh, colonnade, the uh, the huge entrance here to the uh, uh, iHeartMedia Tower, um, 67 stories up. I was still on ground floor. Well, I'm, I was, was I subfloor? Might have been sub-basement. It doesn't matter. I was coming into the main. Um, the sirens coming out of Whitehall were, uh, it, it sounded like there were sirens coming from every direction. Um, fire, police, I'm not 100% sure. So if, uh, goodness, if you're in Whitehall and you know what all that commotion was about, 610-720-7900. You report that to John and he'll report it on air and give people the, all right, we're just curious because, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, I got out of the car and went, because usually when I hear sirens and I'm in a car, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> um, I don't I don't actually wait for the, the instruction to pull over. I just pull over. <laughs> it's, kinda, it's almost always for me. But in this particular case, I had already pull, pulled over, parked, and I was exiting my vehicle. And then it happened, and I went, well, it still could be for me. So <laughs> it gotta be at least honest enough. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Uh, wait a, uh, quite a week. Uh, yowza, quite a week. Uh, very, very uh, exciting indeed. Um, not the least of which, Atlanta winning the World Series. For those of you who are big-time baseball fans, as am I, uh, which sounds like a university I may have attended. Hey, let's uh, go to the reunion over at As Am I. Um, n- not the same. Um, Atlanta winning the World Series against just staggeringly overwhelming odds against them. Fantastic. I thought it was a uh, a wonderful result. I hope you enjoyed uh, your baseball season. And gosh, the Phillies have so much talent. So much opportunity. Uh, we are really excited to look forward to uh, next year. I'm uh, a bit schizophrenic as a baseball fan. I really enjoy the Phillies, and uh, my nephews Matthew and Nathan are huge Phillies fans. And I'm a big uh, Yankees fan. That comes from my growing up with my dad being a Yankees fan. So uh, we like them both. Couldn't have more fun than if next year this time it were the Yankees and the Phillies going head-to-head in the World Series. That would be great fun. Speaking of great fun, the elections. 
on Tuesday. How fascinating was that? Um, the upset, so to speak, uh, in uh, of Yunkin over McAuliffe in Virginia, and then the gosh, have they even called New Jersey yet? It is razor thin. Not to mention, I guess the uh, leader of the Democrat or the yeah the Senate president was apparently defeated by a guy that spent 153 bucks. It's just, hmm, there's some weirdly fun stuff afoot. That election was great fun. And speaking of uh, next year's about this time for the World Series, this time next year we'll be talking about the midterm elections and what uh, the House of Representatives and the Senate may look like at that point. This time next year we'll have a new governor in the state of Pennsylvania. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just um, a new governor in the state of Pennsylvania and lots of other new folks apparently. So um, look forward to that uh, less than a year now, and it's going to be great excitement. Um, stock markets this week ahead, 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 uh, three major indices, uh, the Dow, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ all ahead both for the week. Uh, yesterday, strongly for the day, for the week, uh, for the month. Uh, for the month, coming off the low at the end of September where there was a, a, a dip, a big dip. No, not Joe Biden. A big dip in the market, in the market. September, a lot of you got your statements and went, woo, haven't seen negative numbers like that in a while. Ouch. Uh, you got all that back and then some uh, by now, my guess is you've already gotten your uh, October uh, account statements and there's smiles all around as the rebound is rather dramatic. Um, depending on the index that you're tracking uh, over the last month, which is predominantly the month of October, uh, the major market indexes indices arose from anywhere from five to nine percent NASDAQ up nine percent. So a very substantial rebound indeed. September often is a mm, month, not that great. And um, <laughs> this year certainly did not uh, disappoint. So very interesting numbers there. Speaking of interesting numbers, the uh, jobs uh, report for October was rather significant on two levels. Uh, number one, 531,000 for the month of October. And number two, they revised the September numbers upward rather dramatically from 194 to 312. Uh, so for those who were predicting uh, some uh, significant decline, I guess there's disappointment in your house. And for those of you who uh, were looking at some estimate of positive, but not nearly as positive, again, uh, there might be some disappointment in your homes. But for the American public, a very significant um, thumbs up without a doubt. Interestingly enough, uh, the private sector actually produced over 600,000 jobs. But the net was only 531 because government jobs dropped by 73,000. Now, when was the last time you heard governments cutting employment? Well, um, to be fair, I don't remember the last time I heard governments cutting employment. And it is my... 
it's a theory. It's a it's a supposition uh, that uh, a great number of these seventy three thousand jobs that were lost um, were not government cuts. They were government mandates of if you're not vaccinated, stay home, go away. You're laid off. You're unemployed. Uh, that's my suspicion. It's just a suspicion. I have no hard evidence to support that. But government jobs dropping, hmm, that's a head scratcher for uh, all the politicians who like to expand their power base uh, as often as they can. Uh, interestingly enough, um, the job reports both September and October were uh, significantly different than those projected. And you have heard me say this uh, multiple times on air on a lot of different topics, but uh, the, uh, again, supposition that a report, whether it be a jobs report, an earnings report by a company, uh, a performance report, a revenue uh, by a corporation, uh, missing a, an estimate, a projection, uh, is, is in some way, shape, or form a failure on the part of the company, of the economy, et cetera. No, it isn't. It just means that the folks who are projecting these things, predicting these things, assuming that they have some sense of, of uh, otherworldly powers and can tell the future, are simply stinky at their job. They, uh, they make weathermen look really, really psychic. Psychic, yeah. They stink. And what does that have to do with anything? And the answer is nothing. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Under the heading of how stupid can you be? Oh, yeah, just look south, Washington, D.C., draw a ring about it and around it, and and the competition there would be fierce. <laughs> uh, report about wages uh, increasing. Wages have increased dramatically. No one uh, who is uh, semi-aware um, uh, could possibly have missed that. Jobs that have been uh, posted uh, regularly for relatively entry-level positions are uh, uh, forget seven dollars an hour, ten dollars or eight dollars an hour. If you're not easily into double digits, pre- preferably fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I'm not thinking anybody applies for your job. I I just don't know how you would attract somebody at that level since there are so many jobs available at much higher starting positions. Lots of them offering. Um, uh, what uh, sign-on bonuses, lots of them offering great uh, employment packages. So the fact that it was reported this week that um, the wage increase over the past quarter, ending the end of September, is the highest in 20 years, um, says a couple things. Uh, Number one, the job market's tight. It's very competitive for an employer to successfully acquire a new quality employee, he or she's got to step up to the plate. Um, and, and the article goes on to, to, to say in, in rather, I think, rather reasonable detail uh, that um, there are, these things are cyclical. There are times when there are tons of jobs 
not enough people, that means wages have got to go up. There are lots of times when there are not that many jobs and tons of people looking, mm, wages are going to go down. It has nothing to do with the government, but if you were to believe, what's this idiot's name, uh, gentleman's name, uh, Mike Conxel, K-O-N-C-Z-A-L, Consul, Conxel, we'll call him Mike. Mike is a director at the, this is polite, left-leaning Roosevelt Institute. They're not left-leaning. They fell over a long time ago. They ain't leaning. His quote is, the healthy increase for disadvantaged workers. Why, what, in a world where an employee can quit a job and get a higher paying job in, oh yeah, like moments, what makes them disadvantaged? But, okay, I told you, he's a moron. Um, Workers is the result of specific policy choices to give workers a better bargaining hand and to ensure the economy recovered faster. The fact that it's happening is wonderful and unique. The stimulus checks and the extra $300 a week in jobless benefits gave those out of work more leverage to demand pay, Coxell said. In addition, the Fed's low interest rate policies helped spur more spending, raising the demands for workers. That smell you're smelling from wherever the Roosevelt Institute is based, my suspicion is it's Washington, D.C. That's just a guess. Somebody out there will Google and shoot me an email, gene at askmtm.com, to tell me where the Roosevelt Institute is. So the smell that you're smelling, having just, gosh, Getting a whiff of it, just having heard that stupidity actually uttered um, is uh, likely coming from the South, coming from that Washington, D.C. area. Um, it is um, incredulous to me. Gosh, I hope I used that word correctly. It is incre- I am incredulous that any full-grown adult with an active working brain would be so disingenuous as to suggest that the reason that these uh, folks are able to get higher wages is because of anything, anything whatsoever that has happened in the governmental arena since the um, uh, inauguration back in January. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, Economic policies that were set in place that encouraged capitalism, encouraged the expansion of companies, the growth of companies, the growth of the American economy, the rebound based on the expansion of the vaccine, uh, vaccination programs and hopefully continued expansion of those programs is uh, a reopening, a reawakening of our economy to a much greater extent than they could possibly have imagined. Any suggestion to the contrary by Mike Conksel, or anyone else, is simply a pandering to some left-leaning agenda that they think may benefit them at some point in the near future. Uh, Reality being that they are either um, too ridiculously uh, uninformed to be holding any directorship, uh, let alone one that would be quoted in the 
in the press, you already understand how I feel about the press. Um, but uh, the complete misunderstanding or the complete denial of, of the reality of the situation, that it, it is capitalism, the capitalistic society and capitalistic system that has driven wages so much higher and has, gosh, if anything, um, the, the governmental policies have been tragically uh, a drag on the economy, uh, encouraging people not to work when there's over 10 million unfilled jobs, paying people with your money, by the way, because you pay taxes, paying people with your money to not work in an economy where there are 10 million jobs unfilled is immoral. It's immoral, my opinion. Sir, did you want to add? I found out where it's located. Ah, the Roosevelt Institute. You want a street address? <laughs> a city's fine. New York. No kidding. Wow. I, I won't give a, a specific uh, street number, Okay. but it's on Lexington Avenue. Okay. God bless us. Um, shocking that there are liberal people in New York. <laughs> it's shocking. I would never have guessed that. Uh, goodness gracious. Um, giving the government any credit whatsoever for the incredible strength of the American economy is an insult to you and an insult to your intelligence. If there is any credit to be given, uh, it is credit, cr credit to the government uh, to be given. It's a credit to their uh, willingness to work against the best interest of the American taxpayer. Um, energy costs. Every time you fill your tank, it costs you $20 more than it would have cost you less than a year ago. Every time. So you fill your tank one time a, uh, a week. It's $1,000 more this year than it was last. I don't even want to think about the heating season to come. And the impact is going to have particularly on folks in, on fixed incomes, particularly on folks at the lower end of um, the, uh, the employment specter. It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, tremendously high energy costs also affects directly all the distribution companies around the world, particularly in the United States. Walmart is essentially a distribution company. Can you imagine the increase in their expenses just in fuel alone? How about FedEx? How about UPS? How about so many other companies? All these distribution centers that we now, the Lehigh Valley, I think, the world's world capital of distribution centers, right? We have more million square foot, by the way, most of them empty, a lot of them empty, not most. I, my apologies. Um, I'm, I'm a little cynical because I pass four on Route 33 every single day. Huge buildings that have sucked up beautiful landscape, empty. They're all empty. Um, three of them have been up and, and, and quote unquote running for well over a year, maybe as much as two years, they're empty, but distribution centers, it's all run by fuel. So between the cost of, of food, your fuel and the cost of energy, your car's fuel and your heating systems fuel, um, <clears throat> yeah, let's give credit to them. Let's give credit to them. 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com. Some good news, uh, perhaps particularly those who are attempting to uh, catch up 
so to speak, on their 401k or 403b or 457 plans. Uh, you want to feather your retirement nest a little bit further. Uh, next year, you'll be able to put more money in. Uh, the maximum will go from uh, 19500 to 20500 for folks who are under age 50. And for those over age 50, it will, again, rise $1,000 from uh, 27 to 20. I'm sorry, from 26 to 27,000. So if you are 50 and over and saying, gosh, I really haven't put enough money away, uh, this is a great opportunity. Your 401k, independent of your income, you can go up to 100% of your income. So if you're, if you're really in a position, perhaps uh, it's a two-income family, perhaps finally the kids are out of college, perhaps finally the kids are out of the house, and you, you have the cash flow available, 27000 a year. Goodness, if you started that at age 50 and went right on through 65, I'm seeing about a half a million dollars extra in your retirement plans in your future. Pretty exciting stuff. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. We'll take your calls, your emails, your questions after this on More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor, live this Saturday morning, always live. We are always giving you the very best uh, information that we can, serving you at the highest level we can, doing it live and in person, never putting our shows in the can. I guess we'll leave that to you. <laughs> uh, we saw some very, very interesting uh, statistics. I uh, often will tell you that if you've missed any part of our show, make sure that you check out our website for uh, the podcast. Uh, we post our new shows uh, Monday right around noon, and uh, you have access to them on our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. I, um, hmm. I, I guess I have um, not kept uh, in touch in terms of what, um, uh, value that might bring to our audience because in my mind, most of you listen live and, um, statistics that we checked yesterday. Um, thank you, Alyssa. Um, tell us quite a different story that we have hundreds of people, uh, listening to the show by podcast. If you had said to me, Take a guess. How many people listen to the show afterwards, after the show's been broadcast live? I would have been, I would have been cautiously optimistic at 10 or 15. 
and we are in hundreds of people listening by podcast. So uh, first of all, my apologies to all of you who listen by podcast because I had underestimated both uh, the numbers and your commitment to our show. Thank you for that commitment indeed. And obviously I want to assure you that whatever service we may be able to be able to provide you above and beyond the live version, all you need to do is reach out. We are happy to serve you uh, as well. 610-720-7900. You can help out uh, Gene this morning because he flies solo as uh, Alyssa is uh, attending to the uh, the soccer tournament that goes on today for her daughter. And uh, if you have a question for me, 610-720-7900 or gene at askmtm.com or morethanmoneyonline.com. A young lady writes, I've been working remotely uh, part-time for an independent contractor for a friend for four years doing bookkeeping and administrative work. When I started, she told me how much she pays, and I was very happy with the rate since it was way more than I could make where I live. I don't want to ruin this friendship, but I also don't want to be a sucker. I've been at the same hourly rate for the entire four years. She frequently tells me how much she appreciates me, what a good job I do, and begs me not to leave. While the rate is more than I could make where I live, it is at least 20% less than she would have to pay for someone in her location. The hours are very flexible, and I'm grateful for that. In 2021, she raised the wages of all her employees 5 to 10%. Her company is doing very well. She has never offered to raise my rate. Admittedly, I've not asked for an increase. It's not a matter of her being able to afford it. She's very wealthy, worth at least $20 million. Her company is very profitable. My husband says I should be thrilled with what I make. My local friends say they think I'm being taken advantage of. I am torn. What are your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> my thoughts are... You need new friends, and you need to trust your husband more. I, again, don't remember the last time we had a question that pitted husband against wife that I didn't, 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 <laughs> that I did not simply side with the wife out of uh, good common sense. Uh, in this case, uh, you have... Uh, made the choice to listen to uh, friends who, in my opinion, um, may not have your best interest at heart. If these were true friends, kind of like your husband, they would be uh, counseling you to have an attitude of gratitude for a job that allows you to serve uh, a friend, allows you um, to get uh, an income higher than you should expect in your geographic area, allows you uh, to work from home, allows you flexible hours. That, oh my gosh. Uh, it's uh, in many cases what people would say to be a dream job. The fact that your wages are not in keeping with what she would have to pay if she were employing somebody in her locale is, in, in, in my opinion, largely irrelevant. If you want to make that increase, that larger number, move to where she is. 
Obviously, I don't mean that. I don't suggest that. I'm not recommending that. I'm recommending that um, listen to your husband, look at your overall picture. If if it really sticks in your craw and you're willing, you are willing to sacrifice both your job, which if you become reemployed will not be as beneficial. You've admitted that yourself and potentially the friendship of of this this woman that that you're working with. If you're willing to risk that, then yeah, give her a call. Hey, been doing the bookkeeping, been doing it a long time. How about a little something for the effort? Can you give me a slight pay raise? And and maybe likely the answer is yes. Um, hopefully, um, the risk is the answer is well. Goodness, now that you mention it, uh, I've only been doing this because you're my friend, and I can get this done in my office way less expensively. So hey, you know what? Thanks very much, and and I wish you the best. And that's your risk, as opposed to. Uh, a little prayer of thanks on a daily basis to say, um, gosh, I got this great job being paid well and flexible hours and work from home. I should be very happy. That's my opinion. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Gina. Gina, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Pleasure. How may I serve you? Yes. Um, it just dawned on me recently that I've been working two jobs, and I'm wondering if I'm paying that yearly occupation privilege check from both jobs, and how would I get that money back from one of them, if that's the case? Yeah, it's a good question, and this happens a lot, so you're, you're very wise to be asking the question. Uh, generally speaking, this gets sorted out when you file your tax return. Um, you, of course, you file federal, state, and local, and if you're paying double dips, so to speak, in terms of the occupational privilege, that generally is recouped when you file your tax returns. I keep saying generally because there's a lot of folks who look at that local return as basically a throwaway. They just fill in whatever number was on the W-2, uh, they, they toss it in an envelope, and off it goes. They don't really look at it. Do you have your taxes done professionally or do you do them yourself? We go to H&R Block usually. Ah, very good. Then, then in all likelihood, uh, your tax preparer will pick that up and you'll get that as a refund uh, next year. Uh, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I think it's going to be caught rather, rather easily. Oh, well, that's good news. Thank you so much. You're and very welcome. have Lord. a great weekend. Uh, God bless. Take care. Thank you. There are certainly uh, advantages to doing your own tax return. Um, uh, Cost savings, for example. Although, gosh, the software packages are getting to be, on occasion, pretty expensive. So uh, you may not be saving quite as much as you believe. But bottom line is that there are pros and cons. Uh, And if you are using a software package in many cases, they're going to help you catch these kinds of double-dip taxes that you've got to be concerned about. If you're working in multiple municipalities, multiple states, lots of folks in our area work in two states uh, or more. So uh, making sure that those are taken care of. A professional tax preparer uh, does that kind of as a matter of course. That's simply what they would do. Um, bottom line for uh, all of you is that uh, you've got to pay a little, a, a little extra attention, uh, but generally speaking, it should be, should be just fine. 
610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Young lady writes, uh, my husband passed away in January of last year. Uh, his social security benefit is a lot higher than mine. Uh, I am 63, will be 64 in January of 2022. Can I take my social security benefit now and then switch to his at my full retirement, uh, at full retirement age? Uh, we submitted this to uh, the gentleman who actually knows <laughs> about this stuff, uh, Mr. Uh, Mark Basak, and, and his response was, yes, you can take your own Social Security benefit and then switch to a widow's benefit when you reach your full retirement age. That probably will be a very good strategy. Uh, I would recommend that you make an appointment uh, with your Social Security office, but you can also file online. Uh, they will consider the impact of any earnings you have if they exceed roughly $19,000 in 2022 Earnings above that limit will reduce your benefit uh, by $1 for every $2 that exceeds that cap. But let me give you some numbers. This is not in Mark's email. This is um, just as a point of, of demonstration. Um, if this young lady who is only going to be 64 next year uh, is employed, and let's say for the sake of argument, her Social Security benefit is uh, 1000 a month, 12000 for the year. And again, let's assume for a moment that her earnings are 30000 for the year. That's 11000 above the earnings limit if you are uh, taking Social Security benefits before your normal retirement age. So she would have... Um, $1 lost for every $2 of earnings above that, 11000 divided by 2, 5500 Her normal benefit would be 12000 That will be reduced by $5,500. she will get $6,500 as a net benefit. Lots of folks find that very disturbing. Um, in many cases, they should not because that, that benefit is not lost per se, it is deferred. It is pushed off to a later date. So her benefits may actually rise in the future because of this uh, decline in the early part of her retirement. But she should have that examined very, very carefully um, because that may end up being lost because her husband's survivor benefit might be uh, uh, significantly uh, larger. Uh, Mark goes on to say, I would recommend an appointment. Uh, it'll be done by phone, but that way you'll get information about how much will be payable to you and how much you'll receive later in life. Um, very, very helpful indeed. Survivor benefits uh, are uh, largely, in, in many, many cases, uh, misunderstood. And it is incredibly smart for anyone who is considering uh, social security benefits to have them um, discuss them in detail with somebody who actually knows. So it may be a discussion with a social security representative, uh, as Mark has recommended here, or with Mark himself. Uh, we, we have lots of you who have already taken advantage of that opportunity. <clears throat> lots more of you should. Uh, making that social security decision is a very, very important one and will have a long-term impact uh, 
we we pray it will have a long-term impact. You you got to stick around. That'd be great. Um, so all you need to do is ask, and uh, we can establish that uh, opportunity for you to meet with Mark either by phone, by email, or in person. Uh, that consultation is absolutely free. Uh, if you have questions for us this morning, 610-720-7900. We thank Gina for breaking the ice and being the first. So uh, you can follow suit, 610-720-7900. You can send me emails, gene at askmtm.com. I've received half a dozen emails, most of which are saying, you're a little on fire this morning. <laughs> yes, the uh, federal government tends to do that to me. Uh, my apologies to anybody that I've offended. Um, if I've offended you because you disagree with me, um, then I, then I, I guess I can't really apologize because I would still be right. You would still be wrong. Anyway, 610-720-7900. Uh, gentleman writes, I'm 75. My wife is 68. We both have IRAs. Our financial advisor is recommending I withdraw funds from my IRA above my RMD each year until my wife is 72. This will increase our tax liability considerably, and I also understand that it will increase our Medicare premiums. Is there an advantage to doing this that I am missing? Thank you. We enjoy your show, both your advice and your very interesting guests. Well, you're very kind. Very, very kind. All right, this is uh, this is a head scratcher. I've I've got to I've got to ponder here for a moment. Why would the advisor be telling him to take out more money for the next four years than he's required to? Okay, um, I I have a theory, but it's just a theory. I don't have enough information from the email to confirm that this is accurate or not, but here's my theory. Uh, This gentleman has a substantial IRA, and his RMDs are substantial. And so does his wife. But she's not required to take any distributions for four years. So my theory is that the advisor is saying, take the money out now rather than later, because later you'll be having that money required uh, uh, distributions from your IRA, from his and from hers, which might very well push them into a substantially higher tax bracket. That is my theory. Now here's where my theory doesn't really hold water uh, very well, unless there's something missing from the uh, from the question, the uh, the email question. Um, this is what I think is missing. If I were in a similar advisory role for this gentleman and his wife, I might very well suggest that he take out more than his RMD, but I wouldn't allow him simply to take it out and. Um, stick it in the bank, I would suggest that he convert that additional distribution to a Roth IRA. That makes some significant sense to me in this respect. If I'm using simple numbers, he has a half a million dollar uh, IRA. He is required to take out 25000 a year. 
And the recommendation is that he takes out 50000 a year, pay the tax on the whole fifty, but convert 25 of that into a Roth IRA. Over the next four years, he will have converted 100000 perhaps more, uh, to a Roth IRA, which is now tax-free for as long as he lives, as long as she lives, and then is tax-free to the children as well. If indeed uh, taking out the money that his advisor is discussing uh, affects his Medicare premium, IRMA, as it is often referenced, uh, if his IRMA increases to the point where his Medicare premiums are going up, that th- that means we're talking about a very substantial sum of money, very substantial sum of money, uh, because Medicare premiums don't just go up willy-nilly. Uh, the larger Medicare increases occur at very high incomes uh, indeed. So this is uh, a bit of a head-scratcher and will require, um, in my opinion— um, poor choice of words, perhaps, um, a second opinion meeting. Uh, I think these this couple would benefit from sitting down with a, a second uh, financial advisor to have their circumstances reviewed, have them looked at quite carefully. Um, lots of advisors have no access to, they, they may even be prohibited from giving uh, any tax advice whatsoever. Uh, so the fact that this gentleman is is not perhaps what evaluating the tax impact is a pretty uh, reasonable expectation uh, as opposed to our more than money world headquarters where the tax division is down the hall across the way <clears throat> available at any time and works out really really well so uh, in a second opinion if it happens in the more than money world headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. Um, if that's where it happens, then this uh, impact from a tax standpoint and from a, a Medicare premium standpoint uh, will become uh, quite evident uh, and, and rather easily identified. So uh, second opinion in this case, I think makes a great deal of sense. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Offer. Very good. Gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Young lady writes, I have a friend whose mother just died. Oh, goodness. Uh, She left uh, her house to my friend and her sister equally. Uh, However, my friend spent 20 years, the last 20 years, taking uh, total care of her mother, including living with her. Uh, and so now has no home of her own. Her sister uh, wants <laughs> to be paid cash for half of the home. Uh, you recently had on your show a uh, discussion of a family of five who saw the value of one sibling caring for the, the father and thus granting that sibling the home. Could you tell me what episode that was? I can't seem to find it. I'd like to send it to her to share with her sister. She is in great distress just losing her husband or or her mother, and now the risk of losing a roof over her head is overwhelming her. Oh, goodness. Well, understandably so. Understandably so. Um, We've already responded to this young lady. We've given her the episode, and uh, 
the information and the guidance. And now we add her to our prayer list because if her sister has some sense of uh, virtue, some sense of grace, some sense of dignity, some sense of, of honor in doing the right thing, she will grant her half of the house to her sister. Um, we'll see if that actually happens. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Mike. Mike, good morning. Good morning, sir. How may I serve you, sir? Uh, I had a major life-changing event, health issue, in June, and I've been on temporary disability ever since. And uh, everybody's advised me to go on, my doctor wants me also to go on permanent disability. And uh, my question is, I can retire in May with full Social Security, but I heard that it takes a long time to get the permanent disability. He, my uh, advisor is saying that uh, I should go for the permanent disability because it will pay me more in the long run with Social Security. And I don't know if I can wait for that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that your advisor is uh, as well informed about Social Security as he may need to be. Um, of course, we have the decided advantage of having Mark Basak on our team as a partner. He was part of the Social Security system for 39 years and stays on top of both Medicare, uh, Social Security, Social Security disability issues. So I would strongly encourage you uh, to connect with our office and make sure that you're talking to Mark directly. It is my understanding that you, if you're getting your full retirement benefits shortly, uh, that they will not exceed uh, that that Social Security disability will not exceed your retirement benefit. That's my understanding. I absolutely could be wrong, uh, and that's again why we have Mark. Um, but it's my understanding that if you're uh, on disability, for example, at the moment, and then you reach your normal retirement age, it seamlessly converts to your uh, Social Security benefit at normal retirement age anyway. So I'm I'm 90% convinced, certain, um, that your normal retirement age next May will give you um, a, an equivalent benefit of what you might get now. The only um, advantage, if it could be done quickly, uh, is that you would pick up extra payments between now and then, maybe four or five additional monthly payments. So applying, in my opinion, it can't hurt. Uh, it may not help, but it can't hurt. But again, I would strongly encourage you, hang on after the break, or don't hang on, my apologies. Just listen in after the break. We'll make sure we give you contact information so you can reach out and speak to Mark. Mike, thanks so very much. We're at a hard break. Top of the hour, Fox Network News. If you have a question for us, 610-720-7900. Send me an email, gene at askmtm.com. Back after this on More Than Money. And give it for your kindness and death to you. And I never could have come. I'm over your hands up. I can found you and astound you to know I must be one of the wonders that don't be 
Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor on a glorious, cool, uh, cold uh, fall morning. Absolutely beautiful day out there. Hopefully you're going to enjoy all of your weekend, if I understand right. It's going to be projected to be dry, cool, cool, cold, but dry. And uh, enjoy as much of it as you possibly can, including the next uh, 54 minutes as we share as much information as we possibly can with you. Uh, easily accessible, 610-720-7900. You talk to the lovely and talented Mr. John Elliott. And then you can send me an email, gene at askmtm.com as well. Uh, Alyssa Young is uh, uh, not in the studio today as she's attending to very important matters around the soccer tournament and, and her daughter, Juliana, and uh, and also feeling a little sad about last night's uh, playoff football game between Emmaus and Nazareth as the final score was 20 for Emmaus, 19 for Nazareth. Urgh. Urgh. There's next year. There's next year for sure. Um, prior to the break, we were talking to Mike about his uh, health challenges and the fact that his doctor has suggested that he apply for social security disability. Uh, two things. Um, number one, first and foremost, um, please uh, reach out, Mike, reach out to our office, um, either directly through me, gene at askmtm.com, G E N E at askmtm.com. You can send me, uh, your contact information. We'll put you in charge in touch with, um, Mark, uh, or you can certainly call the office directly uh, Monday morning after, uh, 8.30, which is when uh, our office opens, 610-746-7007, to get uh, detailed, specific, personal uh, counsel about your situation. Uh, secondly, it occurred to me, uh, you um, mentioned um, this event in June, if you were employed... Uh, at the point that you needed to go on disability, you may may uh, have some disability benefits through your employer. Uh, not unusual that that be the case. Uh, it's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. I would guess, literally a guess, two-thirds of the employers have some form of, of short-term disability program. So you may find that you qualify for some disability uh, uh, program there um, or some other benefit package that may give you some additional income. Um, so uh, certainly check that out. Um, and, and, and of course, uh, speak to Mark and get good counsel about the benefits that you might uh, receive. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Um, and morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, Julie writes, uh, good morning. How do you go about donating two cemetery plots? Uh, my dad passed several years ago, which we then purchased new plots close to our home in the countryside. My mom is still living. She wishes to donate the two plots to a veterans group. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Love the show. God bless. Julie. Julie, thank you so much uh, for the question and the kind words. Um, I wish I could be more encouraging. The um, question has come up in the past 
not often, three or four times over, say, the last five or six years. Um, people who are in exactly this circumstance. They have cemetery plots that they no longer need. In some cases, actually, I think in the majority of cases that we've dealt with, folks have actually, they've left the area. Uh, they relocated south. And, and that's where they intend to be interred. So um, we, we thought initially, well, this is wonderful. These are valuable uh, assets and uh, uh, would be greatly appreciated and you'd get a tax deduction for your donation and somebody would put them to good use. We've not been successful finding um, veterans groups that are anxious to receive cemetery plots. In one particular case uh, reported to me by a very close friend, a gentleman who's not just a client but a good friend and and part of our more than money family, uh, very active in in a veterans group. They have um, plots that have been donated over the years, and they have no demand. They've had they've they've had kind of no one raise their hand and say we're we're really hurting. We need the um, the charity of a cemetery plot. So they're not in that particular organization, not actively seeking these now. Having said that, <clears throat> considering our audience goes pretty far and wide, um, if any of our listeners uh, are part of those kinds of organizations or might be able to um, assist in the, um, the contribution of cemetery plots, these happen to be in Allentown, um, to um, either a vet who is unable to secure them, him or herself, or to an organization that might very well be able to assist um, a vet, that would be fantastic. Please reach out to me, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com, and let me know. And and Julie, if I uh, am successful, I will certainly pass that on to you. 610-720-7900, 610-720-7900, Gene at AskMTM.com. Um, I want to thank so many of you who have sent me emails this morning saying we really agree with what you're saying. We appreciate your comments. Um, you're very kind and uh, encouraging. That's a good thing as well. Uh, lifting uh, uh, Each of us lifting each other up is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. Um, maybe... That's part of the plan for us to collectively come to the realization that uh, whether the elected officials are in Washington, in Harrisburg, or right down the street, um, any thought that they might be the salvation of us is uh, largely misguided. And maybe this is taking us in a better direction. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. The elections this week were very, very interesting. I think they're going to have long-term impact. Uh, Atlanta winning the World Series was very interesting to me as a baseball fan. I thought it was fabulous. I was a little disappointed they blew the opportunity to win it at home. That was a little disappointing. But in general, once you win it, uh, the rest of it is just details. Markets up strongly. And 
Uh, I want to encourage you to the extent that, that the, your schedule permits this coming Tuesday at 730. Um, our PBS 39 show will have as our very special guest, our first returning guest, Ann Byler, uh, formerly of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, now uh, retired from that company, and her husband now retired as well. She's uh, come out with a new book, uh, Overcome and Lead. It's a fascinating book. Read it cover to cover. Um, I, I am a highlighter. I'm a note taker in my books. Uh, this one got beat up pretty bad because I took just tons of notes and circled so many things that are very, very valuable. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner and you want to grow your business, you really want to read this book. If you're a human being facing challenges, yeah, that pretty much describes all of us. It's also something that you might very well want to uh, take a peek at as well because uh, Ann Byler and her husband um, have overcome challenges that are unthinkable, including the death of their 19-month-old baby girl. Um, un, uh, you, you need to hear about it yourself directly from Ann. It's that powerful. And now some 50 years later, they have had a magnificent life and in large part in tribute to their daughter, Angie, who only had 19 months and yet had a profound impact on literally thousands of lives. So uh, if you would do me the great favor of tuning in Tuesday night, Ann Byler, um, I think you'll be uh, well rewarded. 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. Young lady writes, uh, my former husband passed last November. Wow. Uh, left 20% of his home in New Jersey to our daughter. The remainder to a friend. Wow. Uh, in two previous wills, he left everything to our daughter. Needless to say, this was a surprise. He had, gosh. He had a very serious drinking problem, which could explain this. The problem being whenever uh, my daughter calls this friend, she gets different answers. First, she was told that she would get her share in May. Then she didn't. And she was told she, that this guy, this friend, was unable to get someone to do some minor repairs. Now he won't take her calls at all. She was told to get an attorney, but she doesn't have $25,000 um, the house is worth 300000 It's never been listed and lays vacant. I know this is a legal question. Maybe you have a suggestion. Um, yeah, yeah, I have a couple suggestions. Um, the first, most, most, um, uh, what, ardent, urgent suggestion. Um, your daughter needs an attorney. She needs a trusted, experienced estate planning attorney. You say she can't afford $25,000. I, I don't know where that number came from. I, I don't know if that was a quote from an attorney. I, I can't imagine that was the case. Um, but the reality is, uh, if, if nothing less, no, my apologies, if nothing more than paying 
the the hourly rate of um, a knowledgeable attorney for an hour or two to lay out the the specifics of this situation uh, might very well unveil uh, opportunities or or issues um, far more uh, important than you would suspect. Here's one of the reasons I say that. Um, if the uh, individual that received 80% of this, the value of this home is also the executor. Um, he has a fiduciary responsibility to all of the beneficiaries, including your daughter. If he is now violating that fiduciary responsibility, he needs to be held accountable. And in all likelihood, uh, he's looking at your daughter as a um, relative lightweight that doesn't need uh, to, to be paid any attention to whatsoever, as opposed to an attorney from, um, with, with significant legal um, experience in these things uh, uh, holding him accountable and holding his feet to the fire. Um, that's the kind of result that may very well end up benefiting your daughter dramatically because if the home is vacant and the home lays unsold in a market that's white hot, um, she may very well find that uh, being pressed to finally sell this property will get her far more of a, an inheritance than she would have expected. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, secondarily, and I'm by no means an expert in a state law in the state of New Jersey. And that's, that's the law that will uh, govern this situation. If your husband was uh, indeed a resident of New Jersey, sounds like he was. In many cases, it's very difficult uh, to um, disinherit is, is, is maybe not the exactly correct word, but you'll get my point here in a moment. Um, many states have laws that give very specific uh, minimums that family members must receive upon the death of a parent. Uh, in many cases, spouses cannot be disinherited. You, you know, somebody's angry, they write a new will, my wife gets nothing. And the reality is most state laws would not uh, permit that. Uh, many state laws require that a parent um, acknowledge a child with a rather substantial um, uh, proportion, percentage of their estate. So if you are counseling with an experienced, trusted estate planning attorney, your daughter may very well find out that 20% is not what she's getting. She may end up getting far more. But none of that's going to happen until you've got somebody who knows the rules and knows how to get those rules enforced on your side. In this case, uh, if you and or your daughter simply uh, kind of throw up your hands and say, we, we just can't afford to pay an attorney, then my fear, a very real fear, is that you'll end up uh, receiving pennies, if anything, uh, scraps, if anything.
um, because you're being mistreated already. I think the mistreatment's going to continue until uh, somebody, somebody um, um, holds this individual uh, to account. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. It's amazing how just a good sip of water is wonderful. Now, I was hoping to hear a little bit about uh, Juliana's soccer match scores, but so far no updates. If I get updates, I'll pass those along. Happy to do that. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Gentleman asks, looking to move 341Ks to an IRA. I just signed up for Social Security. I'm worried about the timing of moving them since the market is down, but today noticed it's up a bit. A friend mentioned an in-kind transfer, but not sure how to go about doing this, and should I wait? Thanks. Whew. Um, Okay. Um, Three lines, and it needs unpacking. (laughs) It's... There's uh, some some very interesting things here. Um, the market is down, uh, but notice it's up a bit today. Well, the markets uh, for this past week were up a lot. There was there was at least one day where they were down a bit, and then the next day they were up. Uh, over the last month, they've been down a bit, a number of days. Making investment decisions particularly around the stock market based on day by day um, results is a really bad idea. It is a really misguided idea. The only reason you would be, anyone would be so inclined is because they're of the belief, terribly misguided belief that the day-by-day directions of the market uh, can be either predicted or managed away or um, avoided. And that's just wrong. That simply isn't the case. Um, Folks who suggest that they have some insight, some system, some process of anticipating the direction of the market, predicting, projecting the direction of the market, uh, come in two flavors, uh, delusional and criminal. Oh, my apologies. Three flavors, delusional, criminal, and all of the above. Because no one can predict the market hour by hour, let alone day by day or Um, for any length of time into the future. So any investment decisions you might make based on day-by-day market fluctuations are really misguided decisions. Any investment decisions that you might make that are not based on a strategy of long-term systematic approach to investing are wrong. They're, they're an error. They're, they are most likely uh, to fail rather dramatically. So um, we got to put all that aside 
immediately. The idea that moving money from a 401k to an IRA um, in some way, shape, or form needs to be driven by is the market up or down today is wrong. Please don't do that. Uh, indeed, in most cases, when money is transferred from a 401k to an IRA, the assets are liquidated. They are turned to cash. They are in cash until they arrive in the IRA. In most cases, that's done in a matter of days. Some cases, it's a direct wire and it's a, a day or two. In most cases, it's either a direct transfer, which is four or five days. It may be a check that's sent. It might be five or six days. And any fear that an investor has of I can't be out of the market for five or six days is based on that prior assumption that anyone knows where the market's going day by day. And that's false. So in my opinion, uh, if you're fearful uh, of moving your 401ks because the market's up or the market's down, um, you are uh, misguided. Now, in-kind transfers. It's rare that a 401k permits that. It's rare that a 401k says, here, whatever you've got here, we're just going to send that stuff over. It's not unheard of. So you certainly need to check with your 401k provider, your 401k administrator, as to whether that's available or not. And if it is, uh, the term in kind is exactly right. They will uh, take, it's a strange term, but what it means is they will simply send you whatever's in the account. Now, 401k to IRA, that's unusual. IRA to IRA or financial advisor to financial advisor or custodian to custodian, it's very common. It's very common. As a matter of fact, in the More Than Money World headquarters, when we accept a client that's currently with another firm, another advisor, in general, we prefer to bring everything over in kind, particularly, not in this gentleman's case, but particularly any of the accounts that are not 401ks, that are not IRAs, because uh, we want to be able to control the tax impact. If you have an individual account, a joint account, a non-retirement account, then liquidation is going to trigger a taxable event. We want to be in control of that. We don't want to simply say to um, uh, Wells Fargo, hey, you've got a quarter of a million dollars for our new client. Sell everything and send it over. Really dreadful idea. We, we are then left to the uh, winds of fortune as to whether or not we pay a lot of taxes very little taxes or, or, or no taxes at all. We want to be absolutely uh, in charge of that. So transferring kind, is it possible? Sure. Uh, is it necessary in your 401ks? Uh, in my opinion, no. Uh, and if your long-term strategy is based on day-by-day -day fluctuations in the market, I would try my best to talk you out of that to counsel you that that is a inappropriate and in, and, and in most cases, a self-defeating strategy that only a long-term, well-thought-out strategy that uh, has a high probability of meeting your financial goals is an appropriate way to go. Um, in the absence, by the way, of being able to talk you out of that, uh, we would invite you to take uh, two of our Dove chocolates that are in the uh, 
the uh, bowl right there on the corner, uh, right, right by the door that says exit. And we would invite you to exit because any expectation on the part of any investor that they or their financial advisor has some psychic ability uh, is a demonstration of, in their case, some form of psychotic ability because it absolutely denies all reality. And um, in our office, the More Than Money World Headquarters, uh, denying reality, uh, th- that's me. I, that's, I'm the only one that gets to do that. I have the um, full-fledged deniability that um, everyone there, the team, who does, they do all the hard work. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. And that uh, my role is to be the pretty face. Talk about denying reality. <laughs> I've seen some clips from my show. Oh, goodness. I'm not clear why they let him on the air. Radio, I get the radio. Hey, face for radio. It's, it's like it's not the first time I've ever heard that. Speaking of first time, it's not the first time we're taking a break today. It's the last time. So when we return, 23 and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money to answer your questions. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. We'll take your calls, your emails, your questions after this on More Than Money. Welcome back to the home of explanations. You've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor, live this Saturday morning. It's glorious out there. It is a gorgeous day. My day is even better than uh, than usual because right after our show, our show, <laughs> there's no our show. The list is not here. My show. Uh, right after the show <laughs> this morning. Um, I get to head right back to the More Than Money World headquarters, spend a little time with two of my favorite people. Um, Saturday mornings are, it's, it's rare, but for special people on occasion after the show, I'll go do my financial advisor thing. And so um, now would be a good time for you to have your questions asked and answered because the closer we get to the top of the hour, the more I've already got one foot out the door. Because I got to get out of here and go do other stuff with really nice people. Wait a minute. You guys are really nice people. Well, you get the point. So, 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Very nice email from a good friend. Uh, Gene, we saw Mark uh, Basak Monday about Medicare Part D, which was going to cost us three times more than we were paying. Wow. Ouch. 
Uh, Mark went over our information, and we will only have to pay half of what we paid last year. Wow. We're very happy that Mark is a part of the MTM team, the amount we were able to save. Thank you for having this service available to your clients. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, uh, compliments from Mark uh, simply go on and on. And um, before Mark, it's a swelled head. And, and he won't. He's, he's just such a standard guy. He's fantastic. Uh, I must say, and I want to thank my friend John. He was in with uh, his daughter and son-in-law yesterday, and, and uh, he's, he's, um, he is a, a wonderfully insightful man. Wonderfully insightful man. And I say that because his observations, after I get in to speak to him, he's already spent some time with Connie uh, doing some paperwork and RMDs and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I, I say he's wonderfully insightful because his observation, as soon as I walked in, was, wow, Connie is fantastic. She's always helping us. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And he went on to mention three other uh, members of our team who have been very, very helpful to him and, and very friendly and very kind and very courteous and, and happy to help. Um, you could say these kind things that we say about Mark, you could say about uh, Mark Belsack, of one of our financial advisors, um, Chad Ruprecht, Alyssa, Greg, uh, Daryl. You could say it about uh, Sue and Stephanie and Tammy and, you could say it about all of them. They're, they're just that kind of people. Uh, the fact that uh, Mark gets a lot of um, a visibility, so to speak, or is that true on a radio show, visibility? Yeah, high profile um, is, uh, is certainly appropriate. Uh, but goodness, if you haven't had the chance uh, to meet some of the wonderful folks in our More Than Money World headquarters, you really should. Uh, if, if for no other reason, then it's always good to know good people. 610-720-7900, and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. Gene at askmtm.com. That makes a great deal of sense as well. Um, and let me go here. Got that. Okay. Uh, off air, we had a very nice person ask a question about Roth IRAs. And the question is actually in two parts. It's about um, about con contributing or contributions. Hmm. See how that works um, to Roth IRAs. The first question is: uh, Is there an age limit to uh, at which you're no longer able, no longer permitted to put money into a Roth IRA? The second question is similar, but in reality, very different. Is there an age limit uh, at which you can convert money to a Roth IRA? So let's talk about the first one. Uh, contributing money to a Roth IRA, in general, there is not an age limit. So you are, if you're over 50, so if we're talking about age limits, you are. If you're looking at putting uh, six or 7,000 bucks into a Roth IRA, you uh, have no age limit, but, but, but really important, you must have earned income. So it's not a function of, hey, I'm allowed to put away six or seven thousand bucks a year, so I'm just going to do that. Nope, you got to have earned income. Earned income could be as an employee, it could be self employed earned income, 
And lots of folks in their 70s and 80s have that. Tons of them. Lots of folks in their 70s and 80s right now are employed because employers are very appreciative of their uh, work ethic, their, their common sense, their willingness to show up when they say they're going to show up, their reliability, um, and, 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 and a hundred other reasons. They're very uh, appreciative. Gosh, 20 years ago, if somebody retired, my apologies, uh, somebody lost their job in their late 50s, they were virtually unemployable. There were, there were virtually no companies that would hire somebody who was uh, unemployed in their late 50s because, yeah, you're just going to retire anyway. And uh, what good are you? And uh, you're old. And now companies are going, are you kidding me? These are some of our most valuable uh, employees. They're fantastic. So if you have that situation, uh, maybe you're working part-time, et cetera, you can uh, contribute to a Roth at any age. Um, is self-employed, same issue. And it, and it may be something simple like, uh, hey, I, I sell some antiques on occasion. Hey, I sell some paintings on occasion. Hey, I do arts and crafts, whatever. Um, that's self-employed income. You can, you can do that. But you must have earned income in order to qualify to make a contribution to a Roth IRA at whatever age. How about conversion? Conversion is I have money in a standard IRA and I want to take it out and put it into a Roth IRA. It is a conversion. That can be done without earned income. You do not need a job. It can be done at any age. The only requirement is, of course, of course, that you report it as earned, as, as taxable income. So if you're converting $10,000, from your current standard IRA to a Roth IRA and you're 75 years old. Uh, the IRS says, no harm, no foul, that's fine. Just make sure that you pay tax on the $10,000. And in most cases, uh, if you've thought through this uh, well, if you are uh, working with an advisor that has um, access to high quality uh, tax advice, it's easy. It's easy. We assisted a gentleman this week who converted $30,000 from uh, his standard IRA to a Roth. Um, he had some dollars in the bank that was earning, let me think, 0. 0. Uh, square root of zero. And then you have that, what, that's, oh yeah, it's called an exponent. X, yeah, that's a zero. It's a decimal point and then zero. So he was earning nothing. Um, Essentially, he was able to use that money uh, to pay the tax on the conversion. So the 30000 that went from the IRA, standard IRA to the Roth, was intact, was intact. The entire 30000 is now in a tax-free environment. Some folks are not able to do that so that when they convert the thirty, it shows up in their uh, Roth IRA as perhaps twenty five, and they have to pay 5000 in taxes. Uh, but... Uh, it's uh, if the money is available outside the Roth, then uh, fantastic. More money in a tax-free environment. It's always a good thing, especially as we look forward to what may be coming down the pike in terms of, well, if they are successful with passing these infrastructure bills and other larceny kind of activities that are going on down there, uh, then rising taxes 
are not an if, it's a when. Uh, when will it happen? Um, and uh, having a tax-free uh, a pot of, of capital is tax-free, really good idea. 610-720-7900, gene and askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. 13 minutes left in this edition of More Than Money. My wife and I are both on Social Security. I am 87. She is 71. Interesting. Uh, we've been married 50 years. That's fantastic. Uh, she gets $749 a month, and I get 2870 a month. I'm in very poor health. Oh, goodness. Very sorry. Uh, I will probably pass before she does. Probabilities. If I die first, how much Social Security will she get? We really appreciate your help. Thank you. And we really enjoy your show. Well, you're very, very kind. Very, very kind. Okay, let's talk about two things. The obvious is your question, which is what will she get? She will receive a survivor benefit. The survivor benefit replaces her Social Security. So she will, um, the 749 that she currently gets will drop off. And she will receive 2870 a month as her survivor benefit, which is your Social Security benefit. Uh, hopefully that gives you some comfort that she gets um, a very substantial uh, cash flow at your passing. I have a question, and this is both for you and for my friend Mark. Uh, it has always been my understanding that spousal benefits uh, give, um, in this case, uh, this Gemma's wife, approximately, it's not always exact, but approximately half of the Social Security benefit of the higher compensated spouse. In this case, um, gentleman's receiving 2870 His wife is only getting 749 Half of 2000 870, approximately $1,435 a month is substantially more than 749. And my question would be a question I would have this gentleman ask Social Security or ask Mark uh, through us uh, is why is she not getting more? Why is she not getting more? Now, I absolutely uh, am aware that Spousal benefits are reduced if the spouse takes those benefits prior to normal retirement age. So, for example, she's eligible to take spousal benefits at 62. She is normal retirement age of, say, 67, and she decides to take it at 62. Her spousal benefits are going to be reduced significantly. 25 or 30% reduction. It's a significant amount of money. And that, that reduction, sadly, is going to follow them the rest of their lives. And perhaps that's the case. But even allowing for that level of reduction, I'm not clear why she's not getting more. So I would strongly encourage you, reach out to us, uh, speak to Mark, and, uh, and have that question answered for yourself. It may end up being very beneficial. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Pat. Pat, good morning. Hi, good morning, Gene. I have a question on Roth IRA conversion. Sure. At, uh, like, at what point do you 
it's not it doesn't make sense. Can I give you an analogy for myself? Mm-hmm. I'm 56 years old, and let's say this one IRA, the tra- traditional IRA, it's about two hundred thousand dollars. But like, at what point that you know you have to pay taxes on the conversion? I mean, does it always make sense? Like in this scenario, does it make sense to convert it to a Roth? Yeah, Pat, it's impossible to say it makes sense without making some assumptions. So we'll make a couple of assumptions. Uh, If you were to say to me, I'm going to convert, but I'm going to start drawing my income from my IRA as soon as I can, which is 59 and a half, three and a half years uh, from now for you, I would say this is a really bad idea. It doesn't give the Roth enough time to cook to make it worthwhile for you paying taxes in advance. The inverse of that would be you saying to me, Look, this is money I want when I'm in my 80s. I want this money to be my go-to 20 or 30 years from now. I would say convert it, uh, pay the tax, bite the bullet, and allow that to grow back tax-sheltered so that 25 or 30 years from now the compounding has been dramatic and and effective and and tax-free for you. Again, in, in very contrasting terms, if you said to me, I'm going to convert the 200, it's going to cost me 40,000, and I've got a CD at the bank making me nothing, so I'm not going to take it out of the conversion. I'm going to take it out of this other money. I say, this is fabulous. This is a great opportunity for you. If, on the other hand, you're saying, I have no outside numbers and it's got to come out of the Roth, then I really do hesitate uh, in terms of the conversion. So, there are lots of factors. I yeah, lots of factors. Yeah. Well, time, time, time's the factor. The time and interest rate. If I don't need to touch this money for 20 years, it's a probably it's an advantage to do it. But at 59 and a half, I understand. The other thing is, like, if you do the conversion, let's say it's a portfolio of equities, and is the conversion on the prices the day you did the conversion, or is it like end of the year value? You know, uh, just going forward here, like, like if my if it's if it's a two hundred thousand dollar account today, and then next month it's a hundred thousand dollars of value because the market drops, you know, twenty percent. Like, is it at the time of the day of the conversion, or is it like the end of the year prices? Like, does that make any sense? That question. Yeah, it does because you're you're, you're actually conflating a couple different rules. RMD rules refer to values at end of year, but the conversion is the value on the date of the conversion. So, yes, it's very possible that you're going to be at a high point. There are limited opportunities to do what are called recharacterizations, where you've converted money to a Roth. The value has dropped dramatically, and you can uh, reconvert back to a standard and and uh, recoup some of that loss those are limited it needs to be done delicately but no in general and for almost every case 95 percent plus the value on date of conversion is what's going to be reported to the irs okay thank you very much for taking the call Uh, my pleasure pat god bless you take care you too god bless uh, very interesting questions. Very interesting questions. Some situations are so very clear. Uh, we have a young man just graduated college. He's 23 years old. 
hey, he's got a 401k. Should he do a Roth or a standard? Do a Roth, please, please, please do a Roth. It's so clear he's got 50 years of compounding ahead of him. He's going to have money tax-free in retirement. It's just glorious. I understand he's giving up a few bucks in taxes now, but I assure him he will be well rewarded. I'm 62 and I went, whoa, converting at 62 is a very different issue unless your circumstances demand it. For example, what if you had an incredibly low tax bracket for some reason in a particular year? Should you convert? Well, if you're going to convert and the taxes are going to be little or none, the answer is sure. And there are lots of circumstances where that occurs for people. And some of it is not financial. Some of it's philosophical or interpretive, whatever uh, term you wish uh, to use. Um, Assume for a moment that your belief is that the um, idiocy going on in Washington, D.C. is a, a kind of a uh, inevitable uh, tragedy for the American taxpayer. And your expectation is that over the next three, four, five years, income tax rates are going to go through the roof. If that's your firm belief and your goal is to make sure that you're not a victim of 60, 70, 80% tax rates, don't think it can't happen. Uh, it wasn't, well, yeah, it was a long time ago, 50 or 60 years ago, the highest tax bracket was 91%. So if you're convinced that future tax rates are going to go 50, 60, 70, 80%, converting now, yeah, makes a great deal of sense, independent of your age, independent of other circumstances, because if you are correct, if your belief actually turns out to be reality, you will look like a genius. Well, more of a genius than you already appear to be. Because, I mean, let's be clear. Let's be clear. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money online.com. Here's a very interesting head scratcher. I'm 52 when I was in my late 20s. I switched careers at the time. I had $50,000 in a 401k that I rolled into a variable annuity with a lifetime withdrawal benefit rider. It seems to be performing fairly well, although the fees are pretty high. Would you advise if I should retain the annuity? If not, what would you recommend? Also, in planning for retirement, if I do retain the annuity, are there any steps I should take to shelter the balance from taxes? I do not plan to retire until after 65. Thank you in advance for your input. You're very, very welcome. Uh, in a very short period of time, I'm going to give you my best. Um, <clears throat> so this has been compounding for about 25 years. Um, depending on the company and depending on the benefit, this might very well end up being one of your best decisions ever. Having said that, depending on the company and depending on the benefit, it might end up being a train wreck. And the only way you will know is by having the current annuity evaluated by someone who is an expert in both annuities and the, uh, in the, the riders. You refer to it as a uh, lifetime withdrawal benefit rider. Perfectly appropriate. 
uh, you need somebody to review your program, um, evaluate the financial stability of the company that's making these promises. Uh, are they going to be around for another 30 or 40 years? Because that's, that's how long this is going to benefit you, hopefully even longer. And uh, is, is there the benefit of enough value that you want to hang on to it? Are there alternatives? The answer is yes. Yes. Could you exchange from this annuity to one uh, with a different company, for example? The answer is yes. You will have multiple uh, options for um, uh, changing your mind, so to speak, going from this annuity that's in an IRA to another annuity in an IRA. Is it likely that that's in your best interest? Exactly. John answered, he went, uh, like not likely. Uh, it is, it is not unheard of, uh, that you would benefit from such a move. Um, but it would be unlikely. It is not a high probability that a program that you've been in for 25 years can be outperformed by one that would, uh, by necessity move you from, what you've accumulated over many, many years uh, to a brand new kind of starting point. It is not unheard of. And it's certainly, again, it depends a hundred percent on exactly what your current annuity provides. And uh, we are very blessed in our more than money world headquarters. Uh, our partnership with Ash brokerage gives us access to uh, Kagan Morris and, and Mike Pompey who can do exactly that. They can tell you exactly what your current annuity provides, exactly what it costs, and if there are any options available that would improve uh, your uh, financial um, performance or reaching your financial goals. Um, there's no charge for that service. If we can be of service in that regard, let us know. We just have moments left in this edition of More Than Money. I want to thank you for being part of our Saturday morning adventure. And if you have questions that we can answer for you, uh, service that we can provide for you, just ask. Send me an email, gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. Um, go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. You'll find tremendous resources there. And then you can contact us directly from the website. And, of course, you can go old school. You can call 24-7, uh, 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. Thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. We'll see you next time on More Than Money. Oh,